This is Tom Schreiber, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. Tom Schreiber. Snyder whip, scores! Padel scores! Hands off for Rabel, switches hands and scores! Kylie O'Miller showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson! Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam, together we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches, as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. We are pumped to have you guys for another episode of Pro Lacrosse Talk today. Adam, how was your weekend? It was great, man. You know, I just started coaching uh, at Boys Latin here in Baltimore, and we had our first uh, fall ball tournament this weekend with the guys, which was a blast. So uh, started the weekend off with some lacrosse and ready to start the week with some as well. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Congrats on the new gig. I don't think I've told you that yet. Um, so, you know, we're looking forward to uh, hopefully having some of your current players on our podcast right, in five yeah. or six years. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we're, we're pumped about this NLL season. Um, you know, that starts this weekend. We're going to be talking about that. I'll also be talking about the MLL's content strategy a little bit, WPLL and PLL's trip to Japan, and the future of fantasy lacrosse. Um, and why we could see the PLL officially introduce its own fantasy sports platform next season. Uh, but before we go into all that, let's start off with our quick stick and recap some news from this month. So Paul Rabel revealed that the 7th PLL team name will be announced in early December, so expect to hear some news from that in the next two weeks. In the meantime, be sure to check out our proposed designs for a team name on our website and social media. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that and you know, got a lot of good feedback from that as well. So, you know, check those out. Hopefully you guys like them. If not, you know, it was fun doing it regardless. And next in our quick stick, we have Coach Nat St. Laurent has signed a two-year extension with the Redwoods, so he'll helm the team until 2021 at the very least. You know, right now we've seen two coaches that will not return next year. It's nice to kind of see that um, Coach St. Laurent will be back with the Redwoods. Good news for them and good news for the Redwoods faithful. Uh, next, we have Paul Rabel announced that jersey upgrades will be coming for the PLL next season. How drastic they will be, we don't know, but uh, we know that the PLL hopes to kind of make merchandise a major revenue stream for them, kind of like European soccer does. Uh, so this move isn't very surprising. Um, they have a lot of deals on their website right now, uh, so trying to get rid of those jerseys from last year. So, uh, you know, who knows how drastic the change will be. I really liked the uniforms last year, so um, hopefully they don't change them too much, but it is something to, you know, watch this offseason. In the NLL... Uh, they announced earlier this month that they will play a game in Vegas uh, the Saturday before the Super Bowl with the Seals hosting the Mammoth. Uh, this game is big for two reasons. One, it's during one of the biggest gambling weekends in Vegas, and the NLL is looking to introduce gambling in the near future, so that's big. Uh, number two, we know that MGM Resorts has submitted an application for an expansion team earlier this year, so this will be a good test for the lax Vegas market to see if they could maybe you know, handle a team. And finally, Paul Bissonnette of this Spit and Chicklets Hockey Podcast uh, tweeted out that he thought he could play in the NLL without having pr- any prior experience. Set lacrosse Twitter in a firestorm. Everyone was, you know, calm out saying, you know, he didn't know what it took. And the Warriors actually took him up on that offer and gave him a shot um, at training camp. Uh, so they released a video on that recently uh, on how he did. Um, but let's kind of end our quick stick there and kind of dive into this. Um, at first, you know, I was kind of like a lot of people. I was kind of up in arms for him suggesting that he could just jump in the NLL and that it was, you know, just like playing in the NHL, um, only without skates, which it obviously isn't. Um, then as it started to progress a little bit more and, you know, he started throwing some other tweets out there, I kind of, you know, talked to you, um, like maybe this might be just an elaborate PR stunt by the NLL and it kind of turned out to be that, whether they had planned on him tweeting that out originally or not. You know, it's great publicity for the league, to be honest with you. Paul has over a million followers on Twitter, and him tweeting about this league that maybe not all of his followers know about, most likely all of his followers don't know about, uh, 
can only be great for the league. It's free publicity. Uh, I did love that in his interview afterwards, he talked about, hey, maybe if he could uh, put some rollerblades on, it would be a, a better league or he would have uh, a better shot, which is funny because the original founders of the NLL actually considered uh, when they were coming up with the concept, putting uh, the league on rollerblades. So um, I don't think Paul probably had any knowledge of that based off of uh, him calling it a rat, his stick a racket and whatnot. But uh, great, great publicity for the NLL at large. I know he didn't make the squad, but you know he's going to help promote uh, the Vancouver squad and, and the league at large. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, his support of the league. And uh, like I said, he has a lot of followers, a, a lot of fans um, when it comes to his podcast. So well, it can't hurt. Yeah, no, he'll be there opening night. Um, I thought the video the Warriors put out was great. I like when he said that he had the wrong, uh, he had the wrong racket. Yep. And that yep. really it was, you know, there is no difference between a lefty and a righty. Uh, stick like in hockey so I thought that was kind of funny the all around a great job and like you mentioned too it's going to bring a new audience to the sport because we've talked to two different uh NLO players right now Logan Schuss and Randy Stotts who listen to Spit and Chicklets so if you know that there's some lacrosse guys listening to a hockey podcast you can only imagine that some hockey guys listening to the podcast are going to want to tune in to lacrosse and hear what that's all about it's great cross promotion for the league yeah um really brilliant move by them set lacrosse twitter on fire when it was first announced, and um, I think they got the reaction that they wanted. Uh, they got that publicity, and you know I'm looking forward to his partnership with the Warriors as the season progresses, and hopefully, you know, growing this league, um, you know, to a more mainstream audience because that's what's important. You know, you can get the lacrosse fans on board, but yeah. you also want to yeah. get net new fans as well, and I think that's a great way to do it. Um, but you know, let's kind of dive into the NLL and a more serious topics. You know, uh, we have face-off weekend this weekend. Uh, we have three games um, that are going to be taking place. So uh, before we discuss our picks, we'll get to those later. Let's kind of just go with our way too early picks to win each division. Um, And I'll start off, I think the Seals are my uh, hot take to win the extremely competitive West Division. I think uh, healthy Austin Stotts is going to be key. He's coming off of ACL surgery, so hopefully he's fully recovered now. But um, he was having a stellar season last year until he went down. Obviously, one Rookie of the Year honors, uh, even after missing those four games of the season. Kyle Buchanan will be back, and they have added Westberg, uh, who played with Calgary last year, so that's a huge addition. Um, and I, I do think they'll miss Dan Dawson's presence a little bit. He signed with the Rock this summer, but uh, they'll still have the veteran presence of Brody Merrill there, um, you know, so I don't think they'll lack any senior leadership on that squad. Um, so I'm just excited for them, and you know, I'm kind of looking to see some guys like Connor Fields make big strides in their second NLL season. That's my pick for the West. Uh, it's going to be very competitive. You know, I think we could see three and maybe even four teams come out of that division. You know, you'll get the first and second place of the West division, but you could you also get two wild card uh, spots. And you know, I think you know with the Mammoth, Roughnecks, and Rush all poised for a competitive season, um, you know, they could be in the mix. And you can't overlook the Warriors either. But uh, who's your pick to win the West, Adam? Yeah, I'm going to have to stick with this team that was still standing at the end of the season and, and go with the Calgary Roughnecks, you know. Um, they're returning players like Dane Doby, who had a fantastic playoff run, Curtis Dixon. And Reese Dutch also had a, a great first year after moving over for the Roughnecks last year. And and I know I'm biased when it comes to uh, the guys in cage, but Christian Del Bianco uh, solidified himself as 
arguably the top goalie in the entire league last year. Um, so I, I'd have to go with Calgary. And, you know, they bring in uh, rookies like Travis Getz, who's a hometown Calgary guy um, and has play, been playing pretty well in, in the preseason. So I'm going to have to stick with the team that won it last year um, and go with the Roughnecks. Yeah, no, I, I like that you mentioned Del Bianco. I mean, he played unreal in that playoff run. Yeah. I think they're going to be tough to knock off. And um, like I said, this West is going to be really competitive. You can't overlook the Mammoth, who surprised people and, you know, beat the Rush in the first uh, round last year and then, you know, made it to the semifinals. And they're going to be matching up against each other this weekend at face-off weekend. Uh, the Rush, nothing to bat an eye at either, you know, with Mark Matthews and Ben McIntosh uh, leading that team. So, yeah, it's going to be a competitive West. I definitely think that's the most competitive division. Um, you know, obviously the NLL in general is going to be really competitive with these 13 teams. A lot of shakeup because of those two expansion teams coming into the league. But let's transition now to this newly formed North Division. I really like the Thunderbirds to return for form. You know, the newly uh, christened Thunderbirds. They were the Rochester Nighthawks last year, moved to Halifax, finished 6-12 and last year. I think they're going to bounce back. You know, they have Cody Jamison as the veteran leader of that team in the final year of his contract, so he's probably looking to prove something and prove that he still has plenty left in the tank. Uh, you have the presence of team-leading scorer Kyle Jackson um, in the 2017-2018 Defensive Player of the Year, Graham Hosick, um, who's a force on defense. So I think they, they're well-balanced on both sides of the ball. Um, I'd like to see guys like Chris Bushy and Eric Fennell come back after stellar rookie seasons and really, you know, do well in their sophomore campaign. Um, and I love the addition of Clark Peterson in this year's draft, and they kept their core group intact. In so I think Micah Kersey's squad is going to really surprise some people this year. And, you know, Halifax showed that they could show out um, in terms of fan attendance. You know, they had over 14,000 yeah. people there at their preseason game. So they're obviously excited about uh, lacrosse coming to Nova Scotia, and, you know, they're my pick to win the North. You know what, I, I, I'm agreeing with you, and I, I went with uh, the Thunderbirds as well. And you know, um, we talked about Del Bianco with, with the Roughnecks. I'm, I'm curious to see uh, what Halifax is going to do in cage, whether it's Warren Hill in cage or Peter Dubinsky for, for the Thunderbirds going forward. But uh, both solid guys, both looking to get that shot as starters in the league. And um, I'm looking forward to, you know, that, that competition brings success. So hopefully for Micah Kersey, that's the case. Yeah, no, definitely, and I think we'd be foolish to ignore another team that's definitely going to, you know, make a push for it in the North and the, the Bandits, um, you know, Coach Johnny T squad in Bandit land. They're returning Dane Smith, who signed a new deal, as well as, you know, Josh Byrne. I think this team is going to be, you know, still a solid squad. They lost a few guys to the expansion draft. Uh, you know, Sean Evans, I think, is a big piece that yeah. they might be lacking. He's going to the new Rochester Nighthawks. So, um, but I, I think this team's still solid. I think, you know, they're also a favorite, but, um, yeah, I think we both like the Thunderbirds and their makeup. Um, you know, it's going to be another competitive one. You know, you can't, you can't ignore Toronto Rock, too. Um, they added guys, like we mentioned, Dan, Dan Dawson uh, to the squad, and they're returning, you know, guys like Challen Rogers and Tom Schreiber. Can't, can't be ignored there either. No, I agree. And when it comes to the Bandits, we, we talked about how important it is to have a strong goalie. And when you have a guy like Matt Vincent Cage, one of the most seasoned professionals in the league, uh, you can't go wrong. No, absolutely. Um, but let's you know segue into our final division, the East. I want to take the Swarm uh, to win the East. You have Randy Stotts, Brian Cole, Shane Jackson, Zed Williams, Lyle Miles Thompson at forward. Um, they're strong in transition with Jordan McIntosh, Brendan Bombury. Uh, you know, he had seven goals in two preseason games. I mean, 
just rattling off all those names that they have. They have so much depth. Um, and then the defensive side of the ball, Joel White, Leo Storos, Matt Dunn, and then Netminder, Mike Poulin, you know, has been there for years, um, and he, he won that championship with them in 2017. Um, and they'll definitely miss John Rannigan and Holden Katoni uh, to those expansion teams. But they're stacked on all facets of the ball, um, so they're my pick to win the East. Yeah, and I, I think the Swarm uh, are um, the easy pick when it comes to this division. But a, a squad that uh, had a rough first season um, in, in the league, but I th- expect a lot bigger things from, uh, is Philadelphia. And I know I'm being a little bit of a homer when I when I talk about Philly. Um, but if you look at their roster, two guys that I expect big things from, Brett Hickey and Kevin Crawley. Uh, Hickey, one of their top uh, picks in the expansion draft last year, only was able to play three or four games last year, um, and I expect big things from him. Kevin Crawley came in four or five games into the season after uh, the Wings traded two of their uh, first-round picks going forward for to bring him back to Philly. Um, and so I, I expect big things from those two guys. And, and Kiel Matisse, um, what was the big name um, for the Wings last year when it comes to production? I expect uh, a lot of great things from him going forward. So when it comes to the offense, I, I think they'll look a little bit different. Um, and then you have uh, new-to-the-box game guys like Matt Rambo and Trevor Baptiste um, had pretty successful seasons last year, and, and both guys ended up playing in the indoor world championships, um, which which is great for, for the U.S. And, and great for both of their uh, developments when it comes to the box games. So um, I, I'd see a lot of I see an upward trajectory when it comes to the Wings roster. Um, they lost their first round pick because of that Crawley trade, but they brought in some some young talent that that I expect big things from. So um, look to look for the Wings to bounce back from last year. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and you know, another presence in that division is the Black Wolves. Um, you know, led by Brett Manny. Uh, they just you know got Andrew Q in the draft, so they could also make a splash. You know, made the playoffs last year. Um, I, I'm sure they're looking to go a little bit farther this year. Um, so can't sleep on them. Um, and the Riptide, you know, they, they made a lot of moves, too, in that expansion draft. So, um, you know, I, I don't want to sleep on them just yet. Uh, I think Ty Gibson is probably the most ready out of all the NLL draftees, and, you know, that's why he went number one overall. Um, but, you know, so, again, can't sleep on them as well. It's going to be a highly competitive NLL season, but those are our picks for this year. We also are going to be making a lot of other picks. We're doing our NLL Fantasy Lacrosse Pick'em Challenge. Uh, we did it similarly with the PLL playoffs. We're doing it the whole season for the NLL. And we're excited to announce that we are partnering again with Epic Lacrosse on this weekly NLL Fantasy Lacrosse Pick'em Challenge. They will be giving weekly prizes as well as a grand prize at the end of the season. You know, and Epic is a, a major supplier uh, for the NLL, major partner with them. You know, they're doing a lot of great things in the field game and they're doing a lot of great things in the box game. You know, they sponsor athletes like Matt Rambo, Jules Henningberg, uh, and Randy Stotts. So, you know, we're excited to be partnering with one of the premier brands um, on this Fantasy Challenge, uh, and we, we really appreciate their support and them providing these prizes for you guys each week and the grand prize. Um, we're excited, too. We'll announce that a little bit later, um, but stay tuned for that and just make sure you guys sign up so you guys have your best chance to, to win that weekly challenge and the overall grand prize. So make sure you guys go out, sign up, fill out your roster. The rosters are now available for this first weekend. So fill out a roster. Uh, you know, the, the point system is going to work similarly to how we did it before, but you're going to have uh, seven guys that you, you start. You'll have three uh, forwards. You'll have three defensive slash transition players, and then you'll have one goalie in cage uh, point system. You're going to have one point for a goal, one point for an assist, one point, one point for a cause turnover, 
and then uh, 0.25 points for a loose ball. And then goalies will get 0.25 for a save and minus 0.25 for a goal allowed. So that's the scoring, a little bit more basic than what we've done in the past, but it will be you know, easier to score, easier for you guys to follow, and hopefully a lot of fun. So make sure you guys sign up so you can win some prizes. But um, now that we're at the topic of fantasy lacrosse, that's kind of our little stamp on the fantasy lacrosse space, but um, there's going to be a little bit more coming this next year, not out of us, but out of the PLL. Uh, if you guys listen to Front Office Sports' Office Hours podcast with Mike and Paul Rabel, they discussed in detail what they want to bring to PLL next year in terms of gambling and fantasy sports. And Paul said that they will have a fantasy game for 2020. Now what that will look like, we don't know. Um, We know the PLL already experimented with prop bets within their bracket challenge that they did last year. They included a variety of, you know, fun prop bet questions for participants. You know, no money on the line or anything, but they can, you can tell they were testing the waters a little bit with this. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Adam, that, the PLL will be introducing fantasy in 2020. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited uh, to see um, what Paul and Mike have in store uh, when it comes to the fantasy side of things. You know, uh, they've been innovative in so many ways with this league. Um, I'm excited to see how they drop the, uh, the types of, of fantasy options there are, you know. And when it comes to the gambling side of things, I think you'll, you'll want to touch that a little bit. Um, but leagues have been starting the opportunity to, to bet um, on plays so live action opportunities when it comes to to gambling so whether uh who wins at this face off could be a potential option or uh, or those types of things so um it'll be interesting to see what they put out there for the fantasy side of things but also the gambling side of things going forward yeah no and uh, you mentioned the real-time gambling and that that's what they talked about i mean we we know the pll is innovative in so many different fronts i mean i that podcast was very telling of what they have in store, so I really recommend you guys listen to it if you haven't, but a a few things they talked about is not only, you know, the prop bets before games, but giving fans real-time data for gambling, so they talked about having players wear wearables like Fitbits and, you know, being able to make informed betting decisions based on a player's heart rate, hydration, fatigue, I mean, that's never been done before, Yeah. but could you imagine knowing, like, okay, Will Manny is at 90% his stamina, um, and then making an informed bet on whether Will Manning is going to score, you know, two goals in the fourth quarter. Like, that's what we're looking at here. Um, so, I don't know. I'm really excited. Uh, check out my article on our website for a more detailed look on what Paul and Mike discussed on that podcast. I kind of break down some of the things they talk about. Um, and we're just really excited. You know, we, we've done, obviously, we've done our own fantasy challenge for the PLL. We're doing one with the NLL. Um, and we kind of see that as more of just a stepping stone, kind of giving people what they wanted in terms of fantasy sports right now and what we can do with our resources. But we're excited that the leagues are, themselves are going to be getting involved because you know we are limited in what we can provide you guys. Uh, we really enjoy providing you the weekly Pick'em Challenge, but we'd love to see you know actual full-team leagues, full-team drafts where you can compete with your friends or you know like the gambling side, making these prop bets um, before games. You know we're, we're really excited about that, and obviously we can't give you guys that um, in our limited resources, but when the leagues get involved, that's when things really start to get exciting. So uh, kudos to Paul and Mike for being really forward-thinking in that. And We knew when we started our little fantasy lacrosse challenge that that would be coming. Uh, we didn't know how soon, and we're excited that we'll hopefully be getting something in 2020. But uh, yeah, that's, that's it for our, our fantasy discussion. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll discuss the PLL and WPLL's visit to Japan, as well as our thoughts on the MLL's content strategy this offseason. Uh, but Before we do that, let's take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor.
Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today. All right, so welcome back. WPLL and the PLL uh, just got back from their Japan trip, uh, which saw 16 PLL players and 15 WPLL players attend. Um, the WPLL had actually been there a year prior as well, so this is their second time going back. Um, and, you know, it looked like it was a really rewarding trip. Um, I think it's great for the growth of the game. We want to thank, too, like Molly Stevens, Taylor Vanthoff, and Romar Dennis for their Instagram takeovers and providing, you know, you guys an inside look on our Instagram of that Japan trip. Um, you know, hopefully they enjoyed doing that for us as well. Um, looked like a lot of fun. Um, and it's bigger than just, you know, a trip for these athletes to go see another country. I mean, Japan has really exploded in the past 10 years in terms of lacrosse. You even had um, Ai Hiros joined the WPLL, and she was discovered last Japan trip. They did like a, a, a clinic tryout type scenario uh, when they were there last year, and they saw her. She popped up on their radar, and she ended up signing, you know, with the Brave uh, this past summer and playing for them. So, you know, it, it's really showing that there is a lot of international growth. Um, there's still a lot to be, be you know, discussed, but um, I, I think that it's really good for the growth of the game. Um, we really enjoyed what they, they got out of that. And, you know, I, I think, you know, you talked about, Adam, too, yeah. how it, important it is, you know, to grow the professional game as well and kind of show them what, you know, it, it is like to be a professional lacrosse athlete. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it's it's fantastic to to grow the game. And you know, uh, you talked to to Dana Doby um, on one of our previous pods, so go check that out about the growth of the sport, um, specifically at the Olympic level, right? We're we're looking to grow sport in a variety of ways, and access at the Olympics is going to be uh, a big push uh, for the Lacrosse Federation and this uh, type of platform for professional leagues um, to grow their sport and, and to kind of um, shed light um, on on their game is is only going to be a, a positive outlook and you know not not only is it a great opportunity to grow the game but it looked like the players had a lot of fun uh, while they were doing it too you know so all, overall great opportunities for the players and and, and a good opportunity for the sport uh, to grow overall internationally yeah there's a lot of great content from both leagues on that Japan trip uh but let's kind of discuss another league that's been producing a lot of content. Some of it good, some of it bad um, in the MLL. You know, they're obviously trying to make sure that they, they stay relevant and they've been putting out a lot of content. Um, like I said, some of it has been great. You know, they've done articles like on Japanese player uh, Kai Iwamoto of Native American Month. They did, you know, content on Randy Stotts and Lyle Thompson. Um, they talked about Steel Sandwich's involvement in the community. You know, it, it, they've done a lot of great stuff on that. And then you've had a mix of articles like announcing potential viewership and growing 
the game to, you know, over 150,000 fans, you know, stuff that we can't really even tangibly know. Yeah. The viewership itself was frustrating to me because you can't say potential viewership based on which how many households a platform reaches. That's like if movie companies said they had a potential viewership based on the number of theaters that their movies were shown in. You know, it's based on ticket sales. When it comes to viewership, it comes to TV ratings and how many people actually tune into your product. I just hate how they said potential viewership of over 724 million. That's not accurate, you know. Obviously, yeah, you had a broadcast deal with ESPN, but you were shown mostly on ESPN2 and ESPN+. Plus. I don't know. As someone in the broadcast industry, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It's it's just not factually true, you know, and it just shows that they're still too concerned with playing catch-up with the PLL, and they're too concerned about trying to compete with the PLL because obviously the PLL had some great numbers with NBC. That's not where they should be focused. I know me and you talk about it all the time is, you know, they need to lean on their strengths. Their strengths are their community involvement. We talked to Nick Morocco. They've done the Cannons Foundation has done so much in the community. Give us more articles like that, and they have been. You know, they have been doing a lot of articles on not only guys that are in the league right now, but past guys too. They had a nice little cool feature on Nicky Polanco and Brian Spolina. You know, two legends of the MLL. Um, so they did a nice alumni feature on them. Same with Mark Millen. Like these are the things they should be leaning on. They have 20 years of history to work with. Like, lean on that if you're trying to get fans. Don't tell us, you know, some bogus statistic like 724 million potential viewers. Like, potential doesn't mean anything to me. I want to know how many people actually tuned in. And by saying that you had a potential viewership, you're probably implying to me that it wasn't a very good viewership to begin with. So that's kind of disheartening for me. Um, I don't want to beat a dead horse here. You know, this came out, you know, a few weeks ago. But that, that's just my my advice for the MLL. Like, don't don't try to compete with the other leagues by, you know, doing the same thing they're doing. Lean on your own strengths. Again, community involvement. They have, you know, international player features. You know, they just lean on that type of stuff. Yeah, and, you know, I think we, we talked off pod a, a large bit throughout the season about reactionary moves by them. And um, I think for them to be sustainable, like you said, they need to go to those grassroots efforts, those opportunities to, to engage with their communities. You know, I, I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to cover uh, the the championship celebration for the Bayhawks, uh, and their content staff did a fantastic job putting on that event for the local community, right? For the Annapolis area and Chesapeake area community. Um, and, and they did a fantastic job putting that event together. And, and those are the types of connections um, that a league like the MLL should continue uh, to solidify and continue to grow um, are, are those opportunities for communities to engage with their players, to engage um, with the fan, and then vice versa, the players with the fans. So um, those types of opportunities for engagement are super important for the sustainability uh, of the MLL going forward. No, absolutely. You know, I couldn't agree agree more with that. And, you know, like like I said, it's, you know, they lean on their, your strengths. You, you know, the, the competing yep. league is not in any specific city, so they can't do that. They can go around, you know, and have different trips to areas. They've done that with the PLL Academy. But you as a franchise based in a city like Boston, like Annapolis, like Denver, have that opportunity to actually really engage with these youth markets um, and get them two games every season, you know, every game each season. Whereas, you know, you can't do that in a touring model. So lean on that strength. You know, it's, uh, I just think it's, it's foolish for them to try to, again, be reactionary with some of these 
these articles. And again, that's probably 15, 20% of their content. A lot of it has been really good. You know, we mentioned they even did uh, recently, you know, NLL players to watch that play in the MLL. Um, that's kind of the first time they've really acknowledged that. You know, it used to be kind of the league's, well, I don't want to say at odds, but, you know, didn't cross-promote. That's another key thing. You know, you have plenty of athletes playing in both leagues. Do some opportunities for cross-promotion for both leagues. So uh, that's my advice. Um, you know, again, we, we, we ca- try to call it fairly. We don't, we're not biased towards any league here. We, we want to just see these leagues succeed because for us it's more professional lacrosse. And we talked uh, a little bit kind of on the same law of the same lines uh, with the Paul Bissonnette thing. Uh, I'm always I'm almost curious, like with with, with the uh, viewership numbers. You know, how much was the MLL getting talked about in um, mainstream lacrosse media currently, or the Twitterverse? Right, it was sure talked about a lot uh, when those couple articles did drop. So, um, just something to throw out there. They're they're getting a lot more press than they might have gotten uh, in previous seasons if that type of content hadn't been put out. That's true. You know, definitely. But I. I I don't always view it as any publicity is good publicity. I understood. You know? No, I know. Yeah, I like I like that. You know, I like you playing devil's advocate here. But yeah, I don't know. You, it's true. It's, you know, <laughs> they are getting talked about a little bit more that way. But I I think they want to get talked about for the right reasons. Sure. So. But that kind of wraps up uh, that discussion. Um, we're gonna get into our NLL picks. But before we do, let's hear another word from our sponsor, and then you know we'll dive in and start this NLL season. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today. All right, welcome back. Now it's time to dive into our first weekend of the NLL. We're excited about these three games this weekend, um, so let's dive right in. Friday, we have the Rush. We'll visit the Mammoth in a rematch of round one of the playoffs of last year. Um, Adam, who are you picking? You know, based off of last year, I'm excited to, to see this rematch. Um, teams look a little bit different, but I'm going to go with the Mammoth in this one. I think uh, Dylan Ward coming off a strong season in the outdoor game, continue his indoor success, uh, start off the week one with a W for the Mammoth. All right, well, I'm looking to a rush. I think, you know, losing last year kind of left a sour taste in their mouth. I think they had lofty goals to get back to that championship game. I think they're hungry again. Um, so I'm going to pick them to, to overcome the Mammoth team this weekend on Friday. Then following that game, uh, you'll have the defending champion Roughnecks taking on the Vancouver Warriors. Uh, who do you like in this one, Adam? I think I'm going to take the returning champions. I, I don't think you can pick them to lose until they do. Um, I'm going to go with the Roughnecks. Yeah, I'm going with the Roughnecks as well. Again, you know, 
can't disrespect the defending champs in their first game back. I think the Vancouver Warriors will give them a good game. I think Warriors definitely got better this offseason, but again, the Roughnecks looking to repeat, and they have a, a core group still with them, so I'm going to pick them as well. And then finally on Saturday, we have the Georgia Swarm. We'll take on the Rochester Nighthawks in the expansion team's first game. Uh, who do you like in this game, Adam? I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to go with an upset in this one. I'm picking uh, the, the Nighthawks. I think they're going to be rocking for their first home game in their new Army Green look for the Rochester faithful who will, are, are super excited to still have a team there in Rochester. So I'm going Nighthawks. All right, well, I'm going to take the Swarm. You know, I talked about earlier how loaded they are on all facets of the ball. So, um, you know, I think they're going to come out. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. Um, and I think you're going to have the Thompson brothers put up some points in the season opener for the Swarm. But uh, that, that wraps up our game picks. Adam came up out on top during the summer league, so hopefully I can uh, Still need that can dethrone him in the, the box game this NLL season. But yeah, that wraps up our, our game picks uh, and our podcast. Uh, but before we go, you know, we want to just tease that we have partnered with Design Tree, you know, known in the custom apparel space for doing some great work there. We, we were super excited to partner with them. Um, and they already have some pro lacrosse talk and fantasy lacrosse t-shirts and hoodies up on their site as well as my expansion team designs that you can get shirts of. So if you liked any of my designs that I put out, um, you can buy it in a shirt format. And they're offering uh, $10 off your first order if you use the code DSGN10. Uh, So definitely check out Design Tree. Check out our designs up there. We're going to have even more coming up in the near future. Um, But, you know, go get some some merch from Pro Lacrosse Talk on Design Tree. And finally, too, we just want to remind everyone to sign up for Fantasy Lacrosse. You know, we mentioned that we're partnering with Epic to be giving away weekly prizes. Uh, We're going to reveal those prizes a little bit later, but, um, you know, I think you guys will be pretty satisfied with that. Um, And then we have the Epic Grand Prize Pack as well at the end of the season. So give yourself the best chance of winning that prize pack by participating every week um, and sign up now. Um, You know, we gave away Epic PLL All-Star Gloves last season. So if that's any indication of what could be in store for this year's grand prize, uh, you know, you should definitely check it out. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Any parting thoughts, Adam? Just super excited to get going with, with the indoor league and the NLL, and we'll, we'll be br- bringing you some, some great content uh, throughout the season. So, so keep an eye out for all of our NLL talk going forward. Yeah, no, definitely. We're b- both really pumped about it. Um, but that wraps up episode 43. Thank you all for listening. Please subscribe and consider leaving us a review, and we hope you tune in next time to Pro Lacrosse Talk.